You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shem Yisrael 5781, 2020. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayera. Our Parsha begins with the story of the angels who arrive to inform Avram Avinu and Sarah that soon they will have a child, a miraculous child in their old age. And Avram Avinu greets those angels, not knowing that they're angels, believing them to be men. Greets them with amazing kindness. He asks them to please come, let him give them something to eat. He he rushes to the to the cattle. He has his wife Sarah prepare cakes for them, etc. He has them eat, has them bless God. They inform him of the amazing miracle that's about to take place for them. And then they go on, as Avram is informed about the destruction, the impending destruction of Sodom. And he prays on their behalf. Those angels head over to Sodom, where they are greeted also with great hospitality by Lot, Avram's nephew, but then with not such great hospitality by the people of Sodom, who try their best to destroy, to kill, to maim, to sodomize these angels, also again not knowing that they're angels of Hashem. And in the end, the angels take Lot and his daughters out, they save them, and they turn over Sodom. Sodom is destroyed because of its great evil. Now, every year when I read this parsha, um, I'm blown away, blown away by the fact that these events all occur at the same time. And I'm not going to get into it so much this time. But what I do want to focus in on is something very interesting, and it has to do with the angels, what they represent, and the response of Avram to to the appearance of these angels and the the response of the people of Sodom at the appearance of these angels. But before we talk about that specifically, I want to share with you a Medrash that needs explanation, of course. The Medrash tells us, The main piece, the people of Sodom and Amora that... They lived in these cities, they were tremendously wealthy, to the point the Medrash speaks about, that there was a prohibition in Sodom to give any charity to those who are poor. If God gave us the wealth, the wealth is ours. We don't share it. That was their shita. If you were poor and you tried to get money out of them, they would kill you. It was against the law. That was the foundation of what Sodom was. They had a very they had a, a very wealthy place that they lived, they benefited from the whole area, the Jordan River, the what's now Yam HaMelech, the Salty River at that time was similar to the way it was in Egypt, where they had unending water supply and thus they had everything that they needed they were disconnected from God so they had 52 years 52 years from the time of the Haflaga, from the time that the entire world was spread out they were sent obviously to this location and they had 52 years of calm until this time. Amazing thing. Listen to this. It's just amazing. There was 25 out of those 52 years. The last 25 years. And the unfortunately try to grapple with why 25 years? What is this number? Perhaps, I'm saying, I didn't see this in any of them, unfortunately, perhaps it's the amount of time that Avram Avinu 
was there in Eretz Yisrael. It would fit very nicely with the idea that I hope to share with you all. But during the last 25 years, from the, from the time Avram Avinu was 75 until the time that Avram Avinu was to turn 100, so those 25 years, there were opportunities, there was shake-up calls, there was a shake-up going on. There was the 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 place was shaking because Hashem wanted them to do tshuva. Hadahu dichsiv, they didn't do tshuva. They did not repent. That's what the verse says. Hamatik harim Hashem upends the mountains and they don't know. They don't notice. They don't see. They don't know. What's the end? The end is that he turns them over in his anger. They didn't hear the message. There was 25 years that they had an opportunity to to do tshuva. And I would venture to say that, look, I mean, just in the Pashup shot, Avram Avinu was there beside them. He was near them. He even sent in an agent, so to speak, which was Lot, his nephew, to try to get them to turn around. He was trying to judge them, trying to help them be better. didn't work. My Rosh Hashiva points out, Rabbi Peir points out, they... They had this awesome, this terrible and awesome war that occurred. They were all captured and taken away by the four kings and the five kings, this battle. And Avram Avinu came in single-handedly with his men and saved Lot, his nephew, and along with him all the people of Sodom. What a shame. Can you imagine? They thought that they were going to be slaves for the rest of their lives, and they came back and they just continued as it was. The shake-up didn't do anything for them. Being around an Avram Avinu, a paragon of chesed and kindness, nothing. Nothing. So, what was the result? The result was they didn't do tshuva, they didn't repent, and they were and they were destroyed. What's the pshat? Like, what's the idea here? What's what's the message here? And I, you know, I was thinking about this this medrash. I'm trying to understand it. I was, you know, my the way that I the way that I develop my partial podcast is that I read a lot of information as much as I can. Sometimes it's one piece of Medrash, and I read a lot of the Mephorshim, and I see where it takes me, and I try to understand the bigger picture. Here I read a whole bunch of Midrashim. Didn't see so much the connection between them. A lot of different ideas, the destruction of Sodom, etc. Avram Avinu having the prayer, the prayers that he does on behalf of Sodom, but something was, I was looking for something. And suddenly it hit me. Suddenly it hit me. Avram Avinu, when these angels come, he doesn't know that they're angels. I mentioned this before. What does he do, though? The, the Torah is telling us about his kindness. We know that Avram Avinu was the Isha Chesed. He was the man of kindness. But why does the Torah tell us about his kindness in the context of these angels? It's even a strange thing. They don't need food. They don't need to eat anything. They don't need his kindness. They came to tell him something. Why is the Torah telling us that Avram Avinu did all this kindness for angels who don't need kindness? And then it hit me, just an amazing thing. When these same angels arrive in Sodom, what is the reaction of the people of Sodom? The reaction is, kill them, maim them, sodomize them, give them to us, Lot. We will destroy them. Why are there poor people here? Why are there people who need something from us? And all of their evil comes out. What's the pshat? What's the pshat? 
So before I explain that, I want to share with you something which I'm, I don't know if I have a clarity in it. I'm working on it and I've thought about this a lot. The Gemara says, it's a Gemara in, in, uh, Sanhedrin, on the Tzadik Zayin. The Gemara tells us that there are three things. Let's read the Gemara inside, actually. The Gemara says that there are three things that come with the Hesach Hadas. Shalish Bon, it's on Daft Tzadik Zayin, page 97. Shalish Bon, Behesach Hadas. The three things that come with the Hesach Hadas. The word Hesach Hadas is an interesting combination of words. It's Hesach means, Lasiach Da'atel means to stop one's mind from thinking. A pause. A pause in the thinking. I was distracted for a moment. There are three things that come with a distraction. Elohim, these are the Mashiach, Metziah, Ve'akrav. The Messiah arrives this way. A person is looking for something. He can't find it. He's lost his glasses. He, lost his, he can't find his car keys. Happened to me, I don't know, not long ago I was looking for a wire to plug in one of my uh, devices. Couldn't find it. I knew that it was in a certain spot. I couldn't find it. It wasn't there. I knew it was there. Looking everywhere, I looked around three, four times. And one of the things that I try to do, work on bitachin, someone's going to help me. I say the mimer, uh, stop trying to look for it, and I just keep like looking around, but with a different attitude. Everyone is blind until Hashem uh, gives light to their eyes. And then, just pitam, it hits me, oh, Maybe the wire fell down from the spot where it was under the couch cushion, which had been off before, and then the couch cushion was put there, and that's where I found the wire. That's how it works. A metzia, you find something which you're looking for with a hesachadas, because you, you, you stopped. You stopped trying so hard. You have a hesachadas. And the third thing is an akra of a scorpion. A scorpion bite happens because you, you weren't paying enough attention. You're in a place of danger. You lost your focus, bang. That's when the thing happens. But I want to know, what does it mean that Mashiach comes with a Hezachadas? What does it mean that the Messiah arrives when we have a... We spaced out for a moment, or we, we stop trying for a moment uh, for what we're looking for. What does that mean? So I want to share with you a thought, a deep thought, and I want to share with you a story about my great-grandfather. Anyone who follows me on Facebook knows that I recently posted a picture of my great-grandfather, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak Streisand, who was a big tzaddik. He was a balabas, he was a carpenter, but he had a shul that he, he was the life force of that shul in Brijan, which was the city of the Mar Shaddam, the Shwadron. But I want to share with you a story. Okay, I actually accidentally misquoted the story. I didn't know the story because I hadn't seen it inside. But uh, I said that on my Facebook page, I mentioned that he ran into a shul, saved the Sifrei Torah from a burning shul, which is not precisely the story. It's very close. It's actually a little bit, the story's even better than that. I'm going to read to you from, this is from a Sefer called the Brijan book, Bejezhne. And these are stories that were written out by my 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 grandmother's sister, Yehudit Kahana, wrote about her father, my Alter Zayde, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak. He sa- she says like this, I'm going to read to you the story inside, okay? And this is the story that's the key to what's going on here, I think. The times of the First World War, 
So they set fire to this base medrash. My great-grandfather, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak, was very involved with this particular base medrash of Rabbi Yudel, Rabbi Yudel's base medrash. So the Russians had come and they had set fire to the base medrash. The synagogue, it was on fire. Here we need to hear about the amazing rescue that Rabbi Yosef did, my great-grandfather, who Allah al-Hagag, he ran up to the roof, he came in there, and there were these beams, these wooden beams, that he broke them to prevent. I, he must have done this in order, you know, it says, he did it to prevent the fire from spreading. If those beams would be there, then it, the, the wooden beams would spread the fire even further. The enemy saw him. They started shooting in his direction. He hid himself. But then he went up again. Again, to try to, to break these beams so that the fire shouldn't spread. He, he was, the fire, the fire got him. His clothes were on fire. He came down to a little stream. A little stream was right next to the shul, to the synagogue. He put out the fire, his clothes were on fire, he put, him, put it out, he ran back to stopping the spread of the fire in the shul. And he was able to succeed in saving the shul. When he came down, he was completely black with soot. It burns all over his body. But he was satisfied. He was happy. I must read the next line, even though it's not really part of the story. His wife was so hoarse, she couldn't speak for two weeks because she was calling out and begging him to come down from the roof. People talked about it even in the States, people from the city. There have been a group of the people from Bezhezhen that had moved to the States. And they spoke about it. There was a letter written. That's the story. So what does it have to do with us? And this is what I want to say. It's a very powerful idea, and it's connected to Mashiach coming. It's connected to the story of Avram Avinu, to these angels... There's a moment of a moment of din. A moment there's a fire burning. There's a fire burning. And different people have different ways of approaching that. The fire is burning, what do I do? I run. Run for my life. That's one way. Rabbi Yasiv Yitzchak Streisand was so this was his shul. This was the place that he lit up the the fire of the shul, so to speak. He was the soul of the shul. He didn't run away, he didn't run the other direction. He ran into the fire to stop the fire from spreading so that the shul shouldn't burn down. The angels come. Understand, what is an angel? What is this angel? What is this malach that comes? It's a revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem. Hashem is revealing Himself in Elanei Mamre to Avram Avinu. The angels are part of that revelation, as I understand it. 
The angels are part of that revelation. He's about to find out an amazing thing is going to happen. He's going to have an awesome miracle is going to occur. When those angels appear, when Hashem shows Himself, when there's a din, it's a type of fire. It's a type of fire. Hashem took out the sun from its nartik, from its sheaf. There's a fire. And that fire wakes people up. When Hashem reveals Himself, it wakes people up. What does Avram do? It does, he does what he always does. It wakes up whatever he is. Nichnas yayin Yayin is wine. When the wine goes in, the secret comes out. A bentaira who drinks wine, what do you hear on Purim from the bentaira, from the, from the scholar, from the, from the shayef, from the one who is desiring to come close to Hashem, what do you hear from him? You hear, please Hashem, I just want to come close to you. Please Hashem, I just want to come close to you. That's what you hear. When there's a fire that goes in, it releases the truth. Wine is a type of fire. It's a, it's a revelatory fire. We have to use it carefully because of that. Well, we drink on Purim. It reveals the truth. When the angels come, it reveals who the person really is. He doesn't even know that they're angels. Avram Avinu. And what does it reveal about him? He's the Isha Chesed. It, it releases from him the essence of his, of his being. Rabbi Yisif Yitzchak sees a fire. This is my shul. Boom. Gotta stop the fire. What does it release in Sodom? It releases in Sodom who they really are. That evil. They see these people. Oh. It releases in them the desire to, to maim, to kill, to destroy, to sodomize. It releases in them the truth of who they are. That's what's going on here. Hashem wants, for 52 years, they had peace. The people of Sodom, their way seemed to be working. They had all the money, they had all the wealth. Everything was great. Everything seemed to be very nice. Prosperity, everything, everything. For 25 years, Hashem was knocking on their door. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Wake up. I'm going to take you. I'm going to. There's going to be a war. You're going to get captured. You're going to be released. Here's an Avram of you next to you. What does it do for them? Nothing. They become more and more evil. Hashem's revelation to them doesn't cause them to do tshuva, it makes them worse to the point that they need to be destroyed. The angels come into Sodom, the evil comes out. The evil that's about to bring about their destruction comes out when Hashem reveals Himself. The true colors come out. The true colors come out. And I think this is a very deep idea. It's so deep. I asked, what is the concept of Hesachadas? I have so much to say on it and I don't have the time. What is the concept of this pause, this moment where all of a sudden, bang, I find what I need. Bang, person gets uh, bitten by a scorpion. Bang, Mashiach comes. What is that moment? What is that Hesachadas? Maybe I'll get into it a little bit. The Hesachadas is that moment where I let go of my understanding of things. Adam HaRishon, Kodam he was always in a state of Hesachadas. He was always in communion with God. There was no His way. 
he didn't eat yet from the Eitz Hadas Toivera, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He didn't have good and evil in him that was mixed up and he had to figure anything out. He just knew what was right, naturally. Everything just grew automatically, perfectly. Hesachadas means a return for a moment to the state of Adam. The state of Adam before the sin. Before the sin, what was it like? You didn't have a problem. You never lost anything. You just knew where it was. Klal Yisrael was in that state in the Midbar. That Ruach HaKadosh, that's what Ruach HaKadosh is. It's beyond. It's, some, it's information that you have from beyond this world. It's beyond Das. It's beyond, das is what we understand. Our understanding of reality is limited. Hesach Das means a pause. A pause in our thinking. A pause. A return for a moment to the way it really is, to the real world. That pause can can take two paths, as the Marshal explains the Gemara in Sanhedrin on the Daft Sadiq Zayim, page 97. Why is, why is it, why is the Gemara grouped together, Mashiach, together with the scorpion and the Metzia? Because there's two different things that a Hesach Hadas can do, the same two things that we see with Avram Avinu and the people of Sodom. A Hesach Hadas can either help a person be joyous and find the thing he's looking for, or it can cause him to get bitten by a scorpion. And Mashiach does both of those things. Mashiach is like the arrival of those angels. It's that point in time where all of a sudden, bang, the truth is starting to be revealed. We don't even realize it. The angels are there. We don't even realize they're angels. They just look like people. We don't realize they're messengers of God. But they are. And But their presence does something to us. It brings out something in us. It brings out who we really are. To Avram Avinu, brings out his chesed, his kindness. People of Saddam, it brings out their evil. They're bitten by the scorpion. And Avram is the Metzia. He finds the Metzia. What's the ultimate Metzia? You can't believe it. I found it. He has a baby at the age of 100 years old. Why? It's the moment of revelation. The moment of revelation. This, my friends, this, my friends, is what I believe is going on in the world today. This is what's going on. Corona. The craziness. The Israeli elections came to a, seemed to be stuck. American elections, stuck. Hesachadas. Can't think of it. So, we're so distracted. My wife commented to me, wow, this whole thing with the American elections, it's the first time that I'm not thinking about Corona the whole day. <laughs> it's a distraction. It's a fire. So fire burning. The base medrash is on fire. What do we do? What happens in that fire? It brings out who we really are. Nichnas It brings out who we really are. My bal chesed. My person who's trusting in Hashem. Look what it's so it's so amazing. Look what's going on in Torah anytime today. Look what's going on. The people are searching for bitachon, for faith in God. People are talking about God in the secular world for the first time. I couldn't believe it. I saw uh, some quote from Netanyahu. He said, Be'ezrat Hashem. He never speaks like that. With Hashem's help. 
He says, God bless America. He doesn't say that. God bless Israel. God bless America. He doesn't say, Bezrat Hashem, with Hashem's help. I haven't heard that from him so much. But you can't deny it. We need his help. It's the wake up. It's the wake up. It's the wake up. The base match is on fire. Where are we? Are we running? Are we running to save the base medrash? Are we running back to the Gemaras? Are we running to inspire others? Are we running to more mitzvahs? Bitachin, faith in Hashem? Running back into the arms of HaKadosh Baruch Running back to Eretz Yisrael? To the place where we really belong? Where are we running? My friends, the world is on fire. What does it bring out of us? I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us to recognize, to recognize that the angels, they are out. The angels are out. They're guised as people because all of these people are Hashem's messengers. Hashem should help us to recognize this is the time. This is the time. Hashem should help us to that what comes out of us, what's brought up for us, is the chesed, the kindness, the willingness to sacrifice, the willingness to get a little burned, to be able to save the base medrash. Hashem should help us that we should have the gutzkeit, the chesed, the kindness, the Torah, the bitachan, the faith in Hashem. That's what we should see. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.